All right, what's up, guys? This is DT. I'm back with you again for another episode of Lost in the Sauce. Um, so, if you listened to my last podcast, um, I kind of amended the mission statement a little bit. Um, it wasn't necessarily like a huge sea change in the direction. But long story short, one of the things that I made a pledge to myself to do along with that was try to be a little more consistent with my content. And I think sometimes the easiest way for me to do that, or right now, the easiest answer I've come to with that is I'll probably do some shorter episodes, just like quick hit, get in, get out. Um, Some of them as I talk may turn longer, so whatever. So yada, yada, yada. Here we are. That's what I'm about to do today. Um, Real quick before I start that, though, I want to say that those incredible beats that you hear as the segue into Lost in the Sauce are courtesy of my man Thad. Uh, That is Thad Makes Beats on Instagram. He's also a vital part of Valid Point Music, so y'all check those things out. Uh, Great stuff. Super creative dude. Super cool dude. And a lot of any logoing that you see... um, Literally all I am in this operation is a fucking voice and an iPhone, an idiot and an iPhone. Um, I got a lot of people helping me out. But the logos and even with Grub Life, any kind of logos that you see, the stuff for packaging, that all comes from my guy Harrison at 33 Print Shop. So check those dudes out. Uh, support them. They definitely support me. That's how. also how I'm going to get down. I don't give a shit about paid advertisements anymore. I'm not advertising for Anchor. I'm not doing that. But I am going to fuck with people that fuck with me. So those two dudes are very helpful to me. So pay it forward. Y'all go, y'all go fuck with those dudes for sure. Um, now, now that that's out of the way, um, man, I was thinking about stuff the other day. And it's like the biggest subject in the world. I'm going to see if I can pare it down and do something quick on it. And I'm going to get into like social media. And as I get into social media, I'm specifically for this episode because I'm going to, you know, try to get in and out. I'm really going to gear it a little more towards just the food industry, the chef clout bullshit and all that. And, um, Let me just say this right off the bat. I don't know if this is going to become an indictment of social media and the whole chef clout thing or an indictment of my mind and the way that it works. But I'm about to get into this. I'm about to tell you all the way that I feel about it. We'll see where the chips fall. Either way, I feel like something old's going to die as a course, especially for me mentally um, throughout the course of this podcast. So I think old things got to die so we can make way for the new things sometimes. And uh, where I come from, we don't dig up bodies. So we're going to put this out there. We're going to put it to bed and it's just going to be what it's going to be. So social media, first of all, anybody that knows me or shit, even if you don't know me, knows that I get down on social media. I participate in social media. I enjoy social media. I'm not going to give up social media. This is not me announcing on Facebook that I'm getting off of Facebook. This is not me like all that stuff. Now, I'm a proponent for anybody doing what they got to do for their mental health. That's great. Um, Definitely mental health is a big aspect of my life. But I just, I think there's some interesting dynamics in the whole like, I promise, man, this time it's for real. I'm getting off. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm like the thief in the night type guy. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And man, you're going to be looking the rest of your life trying to find me. But anyway, um, social media, I I feel like on so many levels, it does a lot of good, right? It's free advertising for, I mean, shit for a guy like me, it's free advertising. Um, I've got 
podcasts. I've got side hustles. I've got a restaurant, you know, like, and that's not my restaurant, but I'm always running a restaurant or running a kitchen or whatever. So it's a great way to put product out there. It's a great way to put content out there. It's a great way to do all this other stuff. Um, and I think, I don't think for myself personally, I've tried to be more diligent over the last handful of years as my mind has kind of come to some of these circles that I think in when it, when it relates to social media to try to put it all out there, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know what I mean? And I just feel like social media on so many levels is just built. It's like, it's built for the short con, um, you know, and, and I think we fall into a precarious situation with it. Sometimes I, I say we, a lot of times when I mean me, it just makes me feel better if I feel like we're all in this shit together and I'm not the only crazy person in the room. So nine times out of 10, if you hear me saying we, is it probably because I'm a too big of a chicken shit to just say me. So let me adjust that. I feel like I get in this weird um, comparative analysis mode with social media a lot of times. And it's like, you know, there was definitely a time, and I think at the at the heart of it all, it really can be like used as inspiration and used to hype and used to, to do things like that. And again, maybe this is just an indictment of my own mind, which I'm fine with that. Um, I just don't think it manifests itself in that fashion more often than not. I think we get in these weird places where it's like the, the duality of man in our own head. And I think it gets us off balance or gets me off balance. Like I'm here for inspiration. I'm here or I convince myself that's what I'm there for, but I'm really just there to like hurt my own fucking feelings or compare what I have to what I think other people have or compare. Cause let's be honest, like nine times out of 10, if you're seeing something posted on social media, it's somebody's wins, right? Like the, today was a, you know, ice cube today was a good day or whatever. Um, and I think in my mind, inevitably, because of the, the circular thinking that I fall into, I compare other people's wins to my losses, or I compare that moment that I'm seeing via social media where the fucking sun's shining and the dog's like perfectly jumping through the air. It's, it's hair even looks beautiful. It's about to catch the Frisbee, all this, you know, insane shit. And like, I'm sitting on my couch, like I'm in my feelings that day or like, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't feel motivated today and, and this, that, and the other. And I think rather than pull me out of that, it kind of immerses me more into that. Um, so I've done some things personally. I've set like limits on my social media, which sometimes when it says I've reached my limit, I'm a good boy and I put the shit away. Sometimes I extend it, whatever. Um, but I've really tried to change my relationship um, with it. And I've really tried to get out of some of those habits of like, oh, I don't have anything to do right now. It's been 64 seconds. I should probably open up Instagram again and see if anything's changed. And it's like, you have those moments where you open it up again and you're like, Jesus, what's wrong with me? That's literally the same, like the picture, the feed hadn't even updated. That's how long it's been since I've gone. It's been like 30 seconds. So I've tried to like change just as like my consumption, if you will, relationship with it. It is kind of, to me, the first stage of me trying to change my relationship with it. Um, you know, I'm always going to put pictures of my dog up there because she's the best. Um, I'm always going to put pictures of my food up there because, to be honest with you, there's a lot of days on this earth that whatever food I made that day might have been my best contribution to society around me. So let's definitely highlight that. 
But, you know, I guess I'll use that as the, as the segue to what I'm really going to wind up talking about. But, you know, um, I'm by no means, you know, I don't want y'all to ever think that any place that I'm coming from in the, in this podcast is that I'm not sitting up on the high road. (laughs) Anybody that knows me knows that the high road is not my domain. Um, I'm down here with everybody else. I'm doing the same thing as everybody else. I'm just dumb enough to open my mouth, pop up and report, you know, record a podcast about it every once in a while. So, um, this is like planet fucking fitness, man. This is the judgment free zone. Be here, be you do what you do. Um, I'm just talking. So anyway, that being said, this will become, I guarantee you the more, we'll call it seasoned. This will be the more seasoned rant. Uh, shit, I'll say it for what it is. There's going to be some saltiness to what I'm about to say, just because, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's an area of life that I'm passionate about. It's my chosen profession. Um, it goes deeper. If you've listened to some of my other podcasts, um, if you've listened to all of them, or if you've listened to the life story or, or the one kind of about my culinary career, like this shit. And again, I'm not being an elitist, but like food, restaurants, being a chef, running a kitchen, like it resonates with me a different way because I cannot reiterate this enough along with some wonderful people that I, that have entered, um, that I've crossed paths with in this life. Cooking saved my life. Um, not trying to be dramatic. I'm not trying to be anything like that. It just resonates with me on a different level because, when I found myself in a position in life where everything had been stripped away from me and it was by my own hand, um, it was one of those cornerstones, one of those original pieces for me laying some groundwork to like walk the walk, talk the fucking talk, like quit being a piece of shit, get your life together, do all the shit you say you're going to do, all that. Cooking was a huge cornerstone of that. So a lot of this stuff probably resonates if I'm being, if I'm being like, I say, I say, I want to be honest here. So if I'm being honest, it resonates with me on an emotional level because, um, to be honest with you, although a lot of people probably don't view me in this regard, um, my life is fully ruled by emotion. Um, sometimes, to my own detriment. Um, I'm definitely more sensitive about certain things than anybody would probably ever guess. It just is what it is. Um, and some of these subjects, man, they just, they, they resonate different with me and this is always going to be one of them. And so I say all that to say this, um, like chasing like this whole, like food chef culture, clout chasing shit. I, hate it. Like there's not, there's big enough words, but I'm not a smart enough guy to know them to really describe all the levels of emotion and feeling I have about it. It just drives me crazy. That being said, fun fact about me, I motivate, I, I motivate myself in a lot of different ways. Um, I'm a person that, um, I'm kind of like that pendulum. I'll either swing all the way one way or all the way back the other. So I got to, all my cooks have heard me say, stay frosty. That's like my little life slogan. So I stay frosty in a number of different ways. Um, Some days, like, 
you know, it's like you wake up and it's like a fucking Disney movie, right? There's the little birds chirping and, and, you know, like you walk outside and a bunny rabbit hops across in front of you. It's just like a blessed day. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to fold out in front of you in the right way. So those days, like the motivation is, is like motivation motivates itself, right? If that makes sense. But other days, you know, like life's about, sometimes life's just about the monotony of life. So like, I use all kinds of different things to motivate me. And one that I've done my best and I will always do my best to try to get away from that drove me super hard when I was a younger chef, um, I'll just say it, was like being a fucking hater. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily working against a specific person, but like because of the way my life's unfolded, because of a lot of things, hell, because I'm from Memphis, like I got a chip on my shoulder and I've gained like, a, like if, if, you know, if we're on a boat and the, the sail has wind in it, a lot of the wind that's been in my sail over the years is just like a lot of that, like, fuck you, watch me. Or like, oh, you said I couldn't do that, watch me do it. And so part of, I feel like that driving force sometimes is like a little bit of me being a hater and a little bit of me being anti. And one thing that I've been able to, find consistently to hang my little hat on is like anti-chef clout on social media because it just drives me crazy. And so, and so I feel like clout's a broad subject. I feel like I probably on some levels don't have the best grasp of it, but let me tell you what I'm talking about when I say clout. It's that chasing of the obscure or like that chasing of the, um, you know, like the great white buffalo, the mythical ingredient. And don't get me wrong, like ingredients are dope. Like clearly I cook for a living. I'm down with some ingredients, but it's that thing of like the bigger, better deal isn't always the bigger, better deal. Or like, you know, if you've got, if you've got a plate of food that tastes good with five ingredients, walk the fuck away. Why do you have to put seven on it? Why are those last two things on there? Are they on there because you're going to take a picture of it? And you wanted that. And like, dude, I've been busted. And so let me tell you this. When I say things like that, it's because, and I'm so grateful for this, I have worked for people and I have aligned with people. The, the first thing I did when I decided I wanted to move back to Memphis, I was finally clean and sober, I want to be a chef, was I walked into a fucking restaurant and I bit off way more than I could chew. Because that's the only way I know how to get down. It's like, I'm going to jump in water so fucking deep that I've got to figure out how to swim. And for whatever reason, it's the dumbest way possible to live your life. I'm not advising you to do that. But for some reason, it's always worked in a weird way. I think it engages like my fight or flight or something and I just figure it out. But that being said, I've always surrounded myself with bona fide, real deal chefs, restaurateurs. Those are the people that I've wanted to work for. Um, I'm, a, I'm old, you know, I'm fucking 43. It hurts me to say out loud, but so I, I also feel like I've got one foot firmly in two worlds because anybody that knows me knows that I post the hell out of food on social media. Um, but I also remember a time in my life cooking and working in restaurants and just living without social media. Like, man, I did not have this shit when I was in high school. I did not have, it, it didn't exist. Like it, so, so my formative years were not based on it. And I've got an actual real perspective of before and after this is what it used to be. This is what it is now. And I'm not anti-future like technology is great, but 
to, to get back to what I was originally talking about, where like, if you're at five ingredients and it's where it's at, like, leave it alone. Like, I can't tell you, like, I worked for chefs that would be like, Hey man, you're cooking me lunch today. (laughs) All right, fuck. And so, you know, and like, you're a young cook, you're, you know, anyway, and so you just make them something, man. And then you like, and they're not being dicks. In the moment, sometimes it feels like they're being dicks or they're being whatever. But you take it out to them and they're like, okay, cool. Why'd you cook this for me? <laughs> and they're like, um, because you told me to. And it's like, no, yeah, duh, no shit. I was there. But like, why did you pick these things? And it's like, uh. And like, just to be honest with you, um, originally or why I did it and why a lot of people I know did it is because chef, I picked those because I knew you would think that they were cool and they're like, okay, well that's, you know, great. What do you think's cool? And what they're doing, what they were nudging me to do is they're nudging me to find my voice as a chef and to pick my path because you can't just pick everybody else's path. Well, shit, clearly you can. Um, you can just walk through life, jacking dishes. You know what I mean? You can, and it does happen. Um, And listen, this ain't me. You're not about to hear me say in this podcast that I invented food um, because I didn't. I was there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But like, you know, everything that we use as chefs, it all has, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So there's new variations. There's new techniques. Sometimes there are new actual ingredients, but it's all derivative. So I'm not that arrogant that I think I invented any of the shit that you've ever seen me make that's good. Newsflash. Somebody showed me how to do that. Somewhere along the way, whether it's two things that I bridged the gap on and brought together, everything I know is taught to me. And I'd imagine that's 99.999% of the chefs and people in this life. So anyway, but like the, the same guys, the same people I'm talking about earlier, the same people that gave me little lunch quizzes or make this or tell me why you're doing this or tell me why you're doing that. Um, uh, man, I just totally lost my train of thought, but those same people like working for those same people, they, they explained to me, it was almost like this unwritten code of ethics that it's like ingredients are fair game. Techniques are fair game. Concepts are fair game. It's all just flavor. We're all allowed to use it as our paint, but like, don't steal dishes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like make it yours, do something different, do whatever. And like, I'm grateful to them for that. You know, like I worked in a lot of kitchens where like our little taglines, our jokes would be like, oh man, it sucks to suck. Or like, don't be an asshole. Basically don't be an asshole means it's almost like, bro, it means whatever you want it to mean. It means don't fuck up. Don't be late. Don't do whatever. Don't be that guy is what it means. And, um, they instilled that in me. And so like fast forward, into and like and and definitely like instilled and I'm I'm more guilty of this probably than I'd like to admit but they instilled in that like everything you do ain't God's gift to anything man like sometimes you're just making a dish and sometimes you're just like you're not there yet dude or like you got to crawl before you walk like that's awesome like you can make that dish like you can you know what I mean and that looks tight dude that you know like um, how long did it take you? Can you do enough prep for like, if we run it as a special, can you make 15 of them? Uh, well, fuck no. Or you know what I mean? Like, um, 
can you, and then the next level of that is like, can you train somebody else how to make that? Or can you cost it to put it on a menu? Or can you do this? Can you do that? And that's what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that like, you know, these are things, skills acquired over the course of the, of a career, but, um, so I'm not holding everybody to that same measuring stick, but here's where my weird thinking sometimes kicks in. You're putting yourself on that same measuring stick because you're out here fucking chasing clout or chasing whatever on Instagram or on, um, Facebook or whatever. So like you showed up at the measuring stick party. So you're going to get measured by the measuring stick that I've got. And that's, me knowing like, you know, it's like in the wizard of Oz, they pull back the curtain and there's fucking bullshit. And I guess, I don't know why it bothers me, I guess on some levels, because I feel like overall, I feel like the tone and I feel like social media in a lot of ways, it pushes our industry forward. Um, I've got like, uh, I've got mixed emotions about social media and the food industry. Clearly I'll try to put them into words. Like it pushes our industry forward and it drives, like I've watched it change the, uh, I've watched it raise the bar just in Memphis over the course of my career. Now that bar was also raised by the chefs that were pushing the agenda, the people that were doing it, you know, but social media does help broadcast it. But where I think that it gets weird is it's like, um, what, how do I, it's like bots, right? Like we all get those friend requests from like this crazy hot girl or this crazy hot, I guess girls get them from crazy hot dudes. I've never really thought about it, but it's like, and then you start clicking a few pictures in, are you like, you're like, who the fuck is this? I don't know this person. Like, but me inevitably before I just delete it, I've got like, well, let me see what's up with all this. And you start looking and behind those first couple of pictures, there's nothing else back there. And I feel like that's the that's the rep or that's the like clout, like legit. And I'm not going to attach this to anything specific. Um, I'm not here to call out other people. Um, cause the thing about my opinion on things like that, like call out culture or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's not whatever you want to call it. That's what you call it. I guess I get it, but um, because of the things that I've had to do in my own life, as far as like, I had some, I had and have some real issues that I had to work through and I have to continue to work through. So my opinion on call out culture is if you want to call somebody out, walk in your bathroom, look in the mirror and call that motherfucker out. Because I guarantee you, everybody in the world has something they want to be better at. And there's only one thing you can actually control. And that's that person in the mirror. The only way to change the world around you is to change that dude. So that's me. I was on the high road for a second. I'm back down off the high road. So like, I'm not going to sit here and like, call out this restaurant or, or this, this, this. To me, the bigger problem, and we all participated on some level, is the culture. And it's that culture of like, it's okay to be getting better at something. It's okay to... to, to chase a passion because I've spent my life doing that. Um, but like, you don't have to be, and you don't have to portray something you're not. Cause ultimately what happens is it's the hollowing out of a foundation that something's built on. You know what I mean? Whether that foundation is trust or whether that foundation is, you know, because the restaurant industry 
And it's really been, it's really been brought to the forefront and put to light through this pandemic. Um, it's always operated in a very precarious, um, balancing act as far as the finances of the whole thing. Um, it's just an, I mean, and I, clearly the bulk of my work experiences in restaurants, so I don't really have anything to compare it to, but I just feel like it's like nothing else. Um, it's a very liquid environment. The finances are very, it's just, there's a lot of pitfalls and it's like when you erode the trust and when you erode the, the public trust or like, you know, because things have a perceived value. Anything we see in life, unfortunately, because our society is monetized, our subconscious assigns some sort of value to it. So when you see this food, when you see this whatever, and it associates with a perceived value or a perceived experience in your head, and then you go to that place and the experience is is not lived up to uh, because the whole thing was a somewhat false scenario to begin with, then it's the erosion of that overall trust. It's the over, erosion of the overall um, validity of the industry in some way. I feel like that's a little bit like I delved into a little bit of hyperbole to try to illustrate what I was trying to say. But... I feel like at the end of the day, it just pushes this agenda and it just pushes this image that on some levels and definitely for some people, like it can't be maintained because, and it's become this weird thing. And maybe, maybe, in, <clears throat> again, maybe in my mind, um, some of the stuff that I'm, I'm attaching to social media might just be like, um, a generational thing or me transitioning into clearly becoming that like more OG type generation in the restaurant industry. So maybe there's naturally some of that, like, Oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing it like that. But anyway, it's my fucking podcast. So I guess that's the tone it's going to be in. But like, um, I feel like, and at the same time, and this is, this is kind of what I was chasing a little bit to illustrate earlier when I was getting all off into like the erosion of trust and stuff. Um, I really do feel like it erodes the, um, the balance within the industry itself of people genuinely being, it, 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 the restaurant business hurts itself and its ability to perpetuate itself because right now it seems to be a little more geared towards not putting a quality foundation under people that are going to be anointed as chefs or the next hot thing because you can get to that place of anointment a little bit quicker by using social media. And what happens is these people are placed in positions to whether it be drive a kitchen or drive a restaurant or drive a bar or drive, you know, whatever as far as like running a program, they don't have the foundation to be able to teach the things that they need and to, to empower the employees that are going to be under their charge to now begin their progression as whether it be a bartender or a chef or whatever from worker to leader. If that makes sense, they don't know how to teach people how to become them because they step, they skip steps in getting to be them. So it's like, 
you're going to have a hard time explaining to a line cook what his job is because you've never really spent a lot of time being a line cook or you've never spent a lot of time actually being a bartender or you've never spent a lot of actual time. And everyone knows that if you don't have the ability to empathize, connect and communicate with an employee, you don't have the ability to lead them. Um, you can be their boss and your business card or your chef coat or your baseball cap or whatever can say whatever title you want to have on it. And you have that title, but you're not that guy because you're not laying that groundwork for the, for the, the next group to come up. I guess if I know that's a long, like maybe a long bridge to gap from pictures on social media to where it actually lands with me. And I guess maybe that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, I don't know if this is going to be an indictment of social media or the way that I think, but to me, it's just like, you know, you're putting this thing. It's like if you're putting your name in the NBA draft and you filter all your pictures and you stretch yourself out to be six foot nine and they fucking draft you and you show up and you're like six, two. And it's like, Oh, well, yeah. Like I meant to tell you. And I, I guess to me, it's like some of that, like you're, you're, you're putting this, um, like you're putting a picture on it. You're putting this, um, image out there of like who you are and, and what your food is, is, you know what I mean? Or like, what you're trying to be. And then when it comes time to really actually deliver that experience in a restaurant sitting where you have to make, you know, 50 of the dish, or you have to do this, or you have to make that and 22 other things that are on the menu. And you have to have a team of people working in unison. You know, some of this shit started a week ago, as far as like prep projects and things like that. And, um, I feel like on some levels it leads to some of the breakdown, um, that we see in our industry as far as like places not being consistent and um, things not being as sustainable sometimes as we'd, we'd like them to be. Um, so, and you know, at the end of the day, I guess what, what I started out, um, you know, maybe that's a bit of a wish for some things to change in our industry as we go forward. Uh, you know, I think a lot of things are going to change coming out or coming through or coming to wherever we're coming with the pandemic. And, and maybe it's a lot more than social media, but like, I think, I think in the restaurant world and I also think in the world in and of itself, like social media has really, um, it's like this, this tick or this, you know, fuck remora, whatever those little things are that are on sharks. It's a parasite, man. It's a parasite that's like attached itself to society and like, I feel like the thing about parasites is at first it's like that whole symbiotic relationship, like you're both living, but after a while, one thing, you know, something has to win out. And I just feel like in the restaurant business and in society as a whole, social media and our, um, intertwined state with it has just, it's pushing things to a weird level. And I feel like it's not, you know, I feel like it'll, it'll meander a path that, um, takes it a lot of different places, both positive, positive and negative and things like that. But it's just, it's been an interesting thing to watch appear in my lifetime, watch grow in, in my lifetime 
And then also like in, you know, wanting to be like the person that's speaking from a, a different position where it's like, oh, I remember we didn't have this shit. Let me tell you something, man. It's com- it's firmly attached itself to me as well. Like I fully participate in this shit. Um, so, you know, I'm just as guilty as anybody else, but I don't know. I just wanted to kind of like talk about it a little bit. Um, I wanted to definitely put some of my feelings out there on a minuscule level about the restaurant business and some things that I see and social media. Um, so that's all I got this week. Uh, chew on that. Uh, feel free if you know any way to contact me to hit me up and, you know, Lawson sauce has an Instagram as well. Um, if you got any comments, you got any questions, you got to hear my, if you want to hear my opinion on anything, but, uh, I'm going to leave you with that. Um, hope everybody, hope everybody is doing well. Um, Valentine's day is coming up. Let that be what it is. Um, I'm out for today, but I'll see you when I see you. Thank you for tuning in to uh, lost in the sauce. Thank <laughs> you.